every year, Unitarian Universalists from around the country, around the world actually, gather at one central location for the General Assembly of Unitarian Universalists and the General Assembly of the Unitarian Universalist Association. Last summer, we gathered in Spokane, Washington. The year before that, we were in Kansas City. And um, at General Assembly, I usually hang out uh, at what used to be called plenary sessions, times when the association gathers in a big convention hall uh, to vote on the business before us for the year as an association. It's 4,000 people following Robert's Rules of Order. There's a pro mic, a con mic, and a procedures mic, which takes the longest. And this is where I spend most of my time, because I'm lots of fun at parties. <laughs> it's, it's roughly analogous to a very, very large congregational meeting at our local church here in Lincoln. On the last night of General Assembly last year, a few friends uh, dragged me away from the business resolutions um, to go find a karaoke bar. We were surprisingly unsuccessful for a mid-sized city on a Saturday night. There were no karaoke bars to be found. Instead, we ended up at a park where we found an upright piano overlooking the Spokane River. Yeah, it's a thing that they do in Spokane. They don't have bars, but they have random pianos sitting <laughs> by the river. This is a true story. <laughs> So two parish ministers, a music director, a community minister, and a guy just passing through <laughs> spent two hours singing with each other, starting appropriately with Shall We Gather at the River, <laughs> and going on from there. After we had exhausted our memories and our voices, we went back to the hotel promising that uh, next year in, in Providence, Rhode Island, we would find a piano somewhere and do it again. So the question that's often occurred to me since is this. Which is a better description of General Assembly and what it's about, the business sessions or impromptu hymnal karaoke? <laughs> what does it mean? What does the Unitarian Universalist Association mean? There's at least a few ways to answer this. Starting with what we mean by us. The Unitarian Universalist Association is, first of all, a covenant. It is an agreement to hold certain things as important. And one of the first things to know about the UUA is that it is a, it is a covenant of congregations, not a covenant of individuals. We define ourselves in the UUA bylaws as a voluntary association of autonomous, self-governing member congregations which have freely chosen to pursue common goals together. So we are an association of self-governing congregations. The members of the UUA are not ministers, not individuals, but are congregations. I am not a member of the UUA, but the Unitarian Church of Lincoln is a member of the UUA. Historically, it has not always been this way, but this is the way it is now and has been for the last several generations. The Unitarian Church of Lincoln's relationship with institutional Unitarianism and Universalism goes 
way, way back. This congregation was founded in 1870 as Universalists started meeting in the brand new state capital in the brand new city of the brand new state of Lincoln, Nebraska. A generation later, in the midst of crop failures in Nebraska, the congregation reached out to the American Unitarian Association for financial support. Our church archives hold boxes, plural, of letters from the 19th century, messages back and forth from members here to denominational officials, some reporting on successes, some asking for support. This is still a large part of the relationship between the UUA and congregations that continues today. We report successes, we ask for support. The UUA is much bigger than most congregations that belong to it. So it is able to create resources that are beyond the capacity of most congregations to create themselves. Religious education curricula are published by the UUA as are compensation guidelines, draft personnel policies, best practices for responding to safety incidents at churches. The worship associates model that I just talked about is a model that came out of a church, I can't even remember where it started now, but it's been disseminated by the association throughout churches that we serve. The UUA manages the health insurance and retirement plans that Unitarian Universalist professionals participate in. When congregations are having difficulty navigating problems from stewardship to deep conflict over a minister or staff member's performance, consultants from the UUA are available for support. So the president of the association, Susan Frederick Gray, in her annual report this year, laid out three primary areas of the UUA's mission. She said the UUA's core mission is threefold. This was in one of the plenary sessions that I was at. The UUA's core mission is threefold, to equip congregations for health and vitality, to train and support leaders, and to advance UU values on a national and international scale. So equipping congregations is the work of the congregational life staff who connect, companion, and coach, and challenge our congregations. Resources like Our Whole Lives, Comprehensive Sexuality Education, Tapestry of Faith, Our Hymnals. It's resourcing ministerial transitions and the UUA pension and health plan that help congregations be good employers. Great news for this year. We launched an improved online interface for ministerial search, and for the second year in a row, we had zero increase in UUA health plan premiums. Um, we won't need this search here. <laughs> Training and supporting leaders, her second point, is the work we do to credential religious professionals providing continuing education and cohort gatherings for religious professionals, lay leaders, youth, and young adults. A brand new resource launched this year by the UUA is Leader Lab, an online resource that has live and on-demand courses on everything from board governance and stewardship to nurturing equity and diversity in congregations. In addition, re recognizing we have not taken a holistic look at youth ministry in more than a decade, we are launching a strategic visioning conversation around youth ministry to identify needs and opportunities to strengthen our ministry to and with youth. And advancing UU values is the outward facing work we do to represent UUism in the wider world 
It is our international partnership and advocacy work. It is our justice work. It is the ministries of the United Nations Office, Side with Love, Love Resists, Congregational Advocacy, and Beacon Press. This work of the UUA, and this is me, not Susan. This work of the UUA, equipping congregations, training and supporting leaders, and advocating, advancing UU values, is funded by gifts from member congregations. So just as we ask individuals to pledge to our congregation, as Bruce came up here and asked you to give a gift to this congregation, the UUA asks congregations to pledge financial support to support the work of the institution. And two things are important to mention here. First, this congregation, and indeed each of the congregations in Nebraska, have been strong financial supporters of the UUA for a long time. It is also true that nationwide congregational giving to the UUA took a major hit about 10 years ago during the Great Recession. And while church budgets have mostly recovered, giving to the UUA has not. So the UUA right now is trying to do the same level of support that it did 10 years ago, but with about three quarters of the income. So we can think about our relationship with the UUA, our belonging in the UUA as a transactional relationship, right? We give money to the association based in Boston and in return they provide us with support and that support is really, really important for what we do. We can also think of uh, our relationship with our local congregation in the same transactional lens. We pledge as members of the Unitarian Church of Lincoln, and in return we're granted the privileges of membership. Minister's fee is waived for weddings. Members belong to a place that provides opportunities for learning and enrichment. There's great music here at least once a week every Sunday morning. And in cases of hard times, members can and do reach out to the church and minister for support. So it is a transactional relationship. But we know, as members of a congregation, that membership and belonging are not solely transactional. So much of what we do in a congregation as a covenantal and covenanted community is about holding each other. The main relationships in a congregation aren't top-down between the board and the membership of the congregation. They're horizontal. As congregants show up when someone is sick or talk with each other about the meaning they find in life or ask for and give advice on how to get a bulky five-year-old to eat quinoa. <laughs> when we dedicate a child here, you can, you can tell in, in most religious liturgies what's most important because it's the thing that comes last. So in weddings, the vows often come right at the end because that's, that's the important part. So when we do a child dedication, we ask the parents to make commitments, we ask the family to make commitments, but then what comes last? We ask the whole congregation to be present in the life of this child. That's the commitment that we make. That's why we do child dedications here and not in a private ceremony at a home. This is much the same with the UUA. It's not actually 
really accurate to think of the Unitarian Universalist Association and think only of our relationship and interactions with the office at 24 Farnsworth Street, Boston, Massachusetts. Just as important are our relationships with each other and with the congregations that we're in covenant with. Covenant is a formal recognition of interdependence. We do this in marriages, in congregations, in child dedications, in associations. The I-thou relationship becomes a we relationship. We define ourselves as part of a whole. The Unitarian Universalist Association is a voluntary association of autonomous, self-governing member congregations which have freely chosen to pursue common goals together. We, along with every member congregation in Nebraska, are autonomous and self-governing. But we have freely chosen, granted a century and a half ago, to pursue common goals together. The Unitarian Universalist Association is not Boston. It is Lincoln. It is Omaha. It is the other church in Omaha. <laughs> it is Kearney. It is Scott's Bluff. It is all of us saying, what happens in your world, what happens in your congregation matters in mine. And we have common goals that we're going to work on with each other. The Unitarian Church of Lincoln is strengthened by there being a strong, a strong Unitarian Universalist presence in Kearney, in Omaha, in Scott's Bluff. This isn't just a theological point. The Unitarian Universalist Association <coughs> is, excuse me, is descended, and this is a complicated statement that we'll unpack at a later sermon, from the Standing Order Churches of New England, better known as the um, Puritans. Our system of organizing ourselves is called congregational polity, as distinct from Episcopal or Presbyterian polity. Congregational polity starts with the assumption that individual congregations are, are autonomous and self-governing. So the foundational document for congregational polity in America is the Cambridge Platform from 1648. The platform lays out how congregations can choose their officers and clergy, how they make decisions, what membership means, but Unitarian Universalism has occasionally emphasized the radical independence of our congregations without also recognizing the vision of congregational interdependence that is there in that foundational document as well. Although churches be distinct, they wrote in 1648, and therefore may not be confounded one with the other and equal, and therefore have not dominion over one another, Yet all the churches out to preserve church communion with one another because they are all united. The communion of churches is exercised in sundry ways. The document goes on to list six specific ways that congregations, congregations, not individuals, care for each other. Congregations support each other financially. Congregants from one are welcomed at all. Congregations are in communication to care for members who move from one to the other. When a congregation is in error, the Cambridge platform suggests that other congregations help it get back on track. Congregations consult with each other in matters where one might have expertise. 
in all matters, in all matters, they have each other's welfare in mind. There's a direct line from that list of six things that congregations do for each other in the Cambridge platform, straight down to the Contemporary Unitarian Universalist Association. The UUA is the place where congregations come together for mutual support. The association, like this individual congregation, is voluntary. Sure, tomorrow we could leave the UUA if we chose. Nobody is holding us there. It would actually be a little more complicated than that, but not very hard. And any member here can choose to leave this congregation. But we don't. We're here because we have found something that is important to hang on to. And we're here because we know that our lives are richer for being in community and covenant with each other. We belong to the UUA because our congregational life is richer for it. The business of the UUA is important. I'm proud to serve a congregation that sends in our pledge to the association on time and in full every year. And as I've spoken about in sermons and board meetings, I think some of what we're doing here in Lincoln can and should be a model for the association nationally. What the Cambridge platform calls uh, consultation. And yes, we have had occasion in the past and likely will again someday to ask the UUA for help navigating problems that are too complex for a single congregation. But impromptu hymnal karaoke is also important. To stretch the metaphor a little bit, I am, I'm glad that we're building up relationships with the other UU congregations in Nebraska. A former staff member here, Christina Strong, now serves as the Director of Religious Education at First Unitarian in Omaha. We have a guest from Second Unitarian in Omaha here right now. Our youth groups are starting to get together for events. Next week on Sunday, I won't be here because I'm going out to Kearney, Nebraska to preach out there in December, the three ministers, the three UU ministers in Nebraska are doing a pulpit swap. So I'll be preaching at Second Unitarian in Omaha while the minister from First Omaha comes here and the minister from Second Omaha goes to First Omaha. Yeah, it took us a while to figure that one out. And, and then I think in March or April, we're rotating it again. So we'll all have preached at all three churches by the end. There's value in all of those things by themselves. But more than anything else, they are chances to make manifest the covenant that exists between our congregations. We are interdependent. What happens to Unitarian Universalism in Kearney or Omaha matters to what happens to Unitarian Universalism in Lincoln. And in forming those relationships, we open up space for moments of real relationship and real grace, where the connections between us snap into focus and become genuine friendships and affection, impromptu hymnal karaoke, or some other moment like it. May it be, and amen.